Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? (laughs) God, I'm saying it aggressively because I'm excited. Um, So look, I don't necessarily make predictions. I just put hope out there. I just, (laughs) I I wish things, I say what I'd like to see, but it happened. Like I didn't think it would happen, but it happened. Remember when we were talking and I was like, I would love it if Carly can like just get over herself a little bit or more specifically her anger for Ava and just work together. You know what I mean? Like if Carly, Laura, Ava, Nicholas, but I'm kind of happy that it's the blondes without <laughs> Nicholas. So I'm kind of happy about that. Right? Okay. So I was so um, excited, shocked, all of the emotions, because we also spoke about, you know, the strong women kind of leading yes. the way to to solve everything that's going on in Port Charles right now. And when Ava, when Carly opened that door and Ava was on the other side, the I thought about you because I'm like, goosies. <laughs> yes, I actually wrote... <laughs> So, 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 so pathetic. I wrote, will my wish come, th- come true? <laughs> and the worst part is I misspelled that. I wrote through. Like, will my wish come through? <laughs> like a fact. Anyways, Carly working with Ava. <laughs> Apparently you're a hundred. So you're wishing and wishing wells and you want to get a fax to you. <laughs> no, I heard it. I heard it. Like, I don't even know how I'm even managing to podcast with you right now, <laughs> given my frames of reference. <laughs> Are you wearing your spectacles? <laughs> Not right now, no. Okay. <laughs> um, but I was so excited. But once again, like, I was mad at Carly. I'm like, could you just get over oh. yourself? Like, she always acts like like Ava's so annoying. It's like she just, she didn't do anything yet. Like, she, all she's doing is standing there. And you're like, I can't right now. I'm sorry. When is the <laughs> last time Ava just randomly gave you a headache? Right? Like, when has Ava randomly just came up to you and started crap? That's not what's been going on. You have been taking things out on Ava, and she has been handling it. Oh my God. Okay. So like, I know it's early on in the show, but you know that Ava's getting my gold star. She had so many. I wanted to do it before you could. I I was seriously planning it. I'm like, okay, it's the end. Remember you have things to say and then do it before she can do it. Cause I knew it would happen. That's me plotting. And I usually let you go first. So I know. I don't don't know why I felt I needed to be so strategic about it. But uh, me first. Gold star Ava. But seriously, (laughs) like her lines, like she was like, you know, our girl that she referenced. Can I say say, say it first? My favorite? Since we're already ending the podcast. (laughs) Okay, so. uh, I'm not here to ask for help. I'm here to offer it. Oh, I was like, yeah. Oh my God. Okay, but use my ruthlessness to your advantage. What? Yes. yes. Right? Oh. I, I, but the worst part is I was getting, I was happy to see what I was seeing. And I was glad Laura was there to kind of hammer this point in and be the one to have Carly see reason. But mm-hmm. I still wanted to shake Carly. Like I, I felt oh. like she was not absorbing the magic. 
I feel like she was not grasping how spectacular this was, particularly the last line you said. You know, you always say I'm ruthless, right? Using her logic against her and saying, use me. And I'm like, yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're talking yes. about the fact that Sunny's not there, that Jason's not around. And, like, who can you go to? And that you're all alone. I'm sorry. But, like, the most qualified person to help you and to guide you is Ava. And even Laura made a point of saying, I can't know about your plan, but maybe you two can work that out. Exactly. Like, okay, Carly's willing to work with Anna, Valentine. Like, I know there's a history with Ava, but like you said, in in the current present moment, in the months and years that we've seen. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I think you're talking about the here and the now. Right? Yes, but... <laughs> but Carly needs to get it together, Yes, you know? The way she mm-hmm. treats Britt, the way she treats Ava. Like, I was just, yes, I was very frustrated with her reactions. I mean, in the end, Laura was that glue that held them together, and it killed me so much. Yes. And- <laughs> so Ava's like, so a, a dinner party is going to be the solution here, and... Oh, but Laura is so happy to be there, Cyrus. She will she will be there with bells on. <laughs> I, I freaking love that because because when they threw that idea, it was like I just got this bat out of my house and now your big plan is like making me spend time with him. And then I, I was laughing when Laura was like adding in, yeah, yeah, I'd say it's a family affair. And I was laughing because Laura is all pretty much like better you than me because Laura put, mm-hmm. like Carly put her on the spot earlier and she was like not having it, not wanting to. And then she must have felt relieved that, hey, you know, Ava's here. She'll do that part. I can just go have me a night and all is well. And I don't have to feel guilty. And so I just thought it was so funny when Ava just looped her right back in. It was freaking hilarious. Oh, so good. So good. I loved it. Like, it was by far the absolute best I can't wait to see what else comes out of it yes because like when I brought it up the last time right like it was when Carly and Laura were talking and and like when Carly was like what are we gonna do about like Nicholas or whatever that's when I started to think of this and like my mind went even further because look Sonny is away and I kind of would like him to stay away for a little longer because <laughs> mm-hmm. there are certain things that I'd like to see cemented. I would like maybe to see that relationship between Carly and Ava be cemented even further, right? Yes. Going, going a little further past this point, being the two powerhouses, because look, the benefit of this storyline, right? Even the benefit, if you will, of Lulu's storyline mm-hmm. is that... It's, cre- it's allowing room for other things to take place that otherwise wouldn't be. Creating so many other added complications, fostering other relationships. So for me, that's kind of what I was imagining. You know, like I want Carly to be able to stand on her own, to handle things. I'd like her to lean on Ava. I'd like them to use their strengths and powers for good, right? Yes. Like I want these two women to be the stable force. You know, Carly being able to handle Cyrus in the way that, frankly, Sonny and Jason haven't been able to. I I 100% agree with what you're saying because I like the relationships that are being forged. I want to yes. see get a little messier. I want to see, you know, the, I love when, you know, chaos happens and then seeing the repercussions and how they tend to play out. I, I really find that GH has done a really good job at giving us a little bit more closure to things. Yes, yes. 
So I'm really looking forward to see what's going to happen. I mean, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but we know that Trina is standing in the Tano. Do we believe she's going to see Sunny? Quite frankly, I don't. But what is that going to mean? What kind of repercussions is that going to have? Is she going to say something or not? Is like, is Sunny going to remember? But like, I wanted it to, the first thing I thought of when she walked in there is I'm not ready yet. Yeah, me neither. And I mean, I don't think the soap is ready yet, right? They're teasing us a little bit. But before Mm -hmm. we jump to Trina, the last thing I want to say is, you know, when they were leaving and Ava was left alone with Carly and Carly, it's like things are going well. And then I knew Carly was going to like hold back and give one more threat, if you will, right? Like another one more dig. And what was amazing was how Ava responded to her, you know, kind of saying like, no, I'm not like reassuring her. I'm not going to double cross you. We're Mm. on the same side. He won't see what's coming. And I liked that because you could see her fearlessness, her ruthlessness. And it was again on the same side. And I just felt like in that moment, I wish Carly could see that she is the strength that you need. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. So going back to Trina, so the concept of a tease, right? So the tease starts with Jax. Yes. So what is there actually to say about Jax and what he was there to do? So first, the first part is they don't get to the news, right? His big news about Wiley. At mm-hmm. first, it's all about, I want to meet this Mike. Mike! <laughs> <laughs> so there's that, you know, and Phyllis is all up in everybody's business mm-hmm. as usual. And so, okay, I guess we kind of got our answer, right? We drew Sonny and um, Jax close together, but we are going to keep them apart. A couple of things. Jax was renewing some reasons Nina had for keeping the secret. Oh my gosh, crime is so low now in Port Charles. There's no Uh, crime because Sonny's there and Cyrus is, but there's no, nothing to worry about. No, 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 there hasn't been any drug overdoses or anything like that. No, no, nothing's been happening to the town. But that, but that's what's funny because it's like it's Jax's warped sense of Sunny that hasn't really faded. You know, I'm yep. not saying that there's not a legitimate argument that the mob is dangerous. Like I can <laughs> see that. <laughs> but it goes to show like this warped sense that Sunny is gone and poor Charles is safe when it's literally like the opposite of what's happening in Port Charles, even including the the opinion of his ex-wife and the mayor and like any other woman like Portia, like all these women, Jordan, you know, all those women are panicking and working together. Monica, you know, Leslie, everybody's working together because Sonny isn't there and they need to like they need to take down Cyrus. Okay, so it's really interesting what you're saying because all I kept thinking through all of this, okay, fine, Jax, I always look at it the same, like, blah, 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 Jax. But Nina is just <laughs> as warped because she's just eating this all up. But when she, he finally got to the news about Wiley, yeah, her reaction was absolutely mind-blowing and how distorted her view on the situation is. So Michael is supposed to work to get her back in Wiley's life like I'm not really clear as to how she thinks that she is not supposed to do anything and it'll all just happen for her okay so this is how I saw that first of all I was so excited that that everyone came to their senses well not everyone but that Nina did that's her first sign that there's still a sane person there when she pointed out that that wasn't news that that was just an open-ended <laughs> conversation that was amazing accurate <laughs> because even when Jax was like I need to tell you something and I have to say it in person I was like what are you going to tell her because correct me if I'm wrong but did she not leave Port Charles under the impression that the door would open but just sometime later yes 
So thanks, Jacks, <laughs> Valentine and Michael covered that already. And so um what she what I was understanding was this the whole like Nina healing, she's doing it in Nixon Falls. And that's something that Jax can't seem to wrap his head around. And I think that for her is she's benefiting from being away. So why would she go away not fully healed mm-hmm. to just wait around when there's no clear guidelines as to what Michael actually needs to see or okay, what it is fair. that he actually wants, right? Mm-hmm. So she's just sort of like, well, if he's open to this idea, like, because Michael is the one who can grant this, right? So what yes. is she supposed to do? Come back and hover? The whole True. point is she needs to wait on Michael. So that's sort of how I feel about that you know what I mean that that the concept that she's just she's doing what she can do now and when there is something else like more news then then talk to me basically but how did you feel about her in the hallway trying to keep Sunny from going inside oh my god it was hysterical because it felt like a really old school comedy like slapstick comedy type situation where he's like yes I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step forward she's like I, I feel like that too. I feel like it's like a classic soap element, but like mm-hmm. you said, a slapstick comedy. And I felt that they were having fun with it, right? Like that's yes. how I felt. I did like, cause you know what? In the past, I might have been like, oh, this is annoying. And I would just be focused on like getting in the room. But it's like, I don't know. This time, I just find like I'm able to kind of appreciate the comedy when it's there. And I'm appreci- and I'm able to kind of appreciate these like classic soap type situations, right? We know he's not walking through that door. But it's funny to see how they're navigating this. Nina was beyond awkward. And I just had to say this, like a lot of what she was saying was making zero sense. But I felt what made even less sense was when Phyllis walked out. Okay. It was a good save on Nina's part, which is like, just take Phyllis home. Okay, fine. She had that option. But remember, Nina went outside to make Mike more comfortable to go inside. So for me, I just felt like it would have made more sense for when Phyllis came out that her reaction would have been like, so did you convince him to come in? Right. I agree. So, so that's what I was sort of waiting for with that whole thing. Um, But how did you feel about like Phyllis being so adamant about like, well, Jax, uh, did you hear what I had to say? Is it not over? <laughs> like, it's over now, right? Because you and I had a talk. And I said you sucked. And I think you should go. <laughs> like, I was just like, what? Okay, so the what? hard part for me is that she feels that Jax is overstepping. And basically, she's calling him controlling. But that's exactly what she's doing yes. to Nina because she's being selfish and she wants her around for because she loves her. And I get it. It's all coming from a place of love. But she is exactly Whoa. doing what Jax is doing. But the funny thing is, like, when you're saying that, I'm literally envisioning the last scene Nina shared with Sunny, which was Jax made a decision for me and he should have trusted me that I could have handled it. And not to lie to me and to keep like the kid away from her or whatnot or the news. And I'm just like, how can you say all of those things to Sunny with a straight face about this idea of honesty, Mm. knowing the role that you're playing? So it's really funny that you're pointing this out because basically everyone sees everyone else clearly. They just don't see themselves or their own actions clearly. Is that the world of Tano? Like the upside down world of Pennsylvania? I think that's what's happening in the Nixon Falls, which is clearly the hotspot and the only other destination. Remember well, when they used to go to Montreal? 
Yeah, that was nice. That was awesome. They should they should go there. It'd be really funny if Sunny was hiding out in Montreal instead of Nixon Falls. Um, okay, so so we see that that was um, Jack. So that was the first teaser. But like you mentioned, the other one was Trina. So I was a little shocked that they were being pulled into the Tano. You know, I don't know if they're trying to bring in a younger audience. Oh, 100%. The hot mechanic guy. What, Kate? Kate, like, I think we need to (laughs) rewind to to understand what exactly was happening here. Like I said, this, like, is the most expensive amnesia storyline I think I have ever come across on the soap opera. Okay? Three sets and how many actors, crossover events, like, they pretty much have it all. Um, And so... Joss, this whole ankle thing, this whole like I'm not getting into the university I want. Mm-hmm. Frankly, there was a there was a split second right before Nixon Falls came into play that I started to wonder, was this a setup for drugs? <gasps> Ooh. Oh man, I didn't even go there. Because I'm like, they're really pushing this like Joss is not happy. And there was a few things about, uh, uh, sorry, Joss. I don't even know if I said Joss or Jax. I'm not even listening to myself. Um, so I, don't, I, don't I hope know. you guys I, are, though. I, I'm like, I don't know anyone else does. So, like, <laughs> so, so a couple things about Joss that she said. She yes. has trouble staying on the sidelines. I didn't even want to go cheer on her teammates. Yeah, that was not cool. Isn't that not a metaphor for her life? She could not cheer on, let's say, Trina and Cam. The moment she saw something was taking place that didn't include her, she threw her damn self in the middle, and suddenly she's got feelings for Cam. One, like, it is incredible. It, I did not catch that, but it is so true to life. And I don't think she would do drugs, but now I'm scared. Yeah, I'm always scared if I was going to do drugs just because, like, of all the... Drugs. Because <laughs> I thought Cam, I'm always scared that Cam's going to do drugs because he's so high yeah. strung these days. <laughs> yes, I guess so. And it's just, you know, I guess the way I see the, the, the storyline, especially because Britt mentioned that teenage boy who died, is that you're going to have these on-scene <gasps> characters or no-name mm-hmm. people die, but I just felt like that must mean that other people are going to have to get into the drugs. To, oh, to no. you know anyways it's just a thought on that front but did you catch the other one when trina asked her what happened to her dad and she's like like how serious is it she's like <laughs> don't know didn't ask <laughs> it was like, which i thought was really funny because it just i don't know if they're trying to con- like show the similarities between the two of them so one walks in in a leg brace and the other one got shot neither of them are being honest with each other and they're like oopsie <laughs> That was pretty funny. That was really funny. But I kind of like the fact that I know this sounds stupid, but it's like we see things on the show, right? Like, you know, Joss is this way or this character is this way. But sometimes it's they, they I find like they're really cementing that. And so sometimes yes. I don't know if we're just seeing it more or if they're really trying to show us this. I think it's a little bit of both. Column A, column B, a little bit. Okay, we'll just go with that. I guess I'm just in awe. I'm like, we're good at this. <laughs> we are, though. <laughs> I wish we made money about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Instead, I just talk to you for free every week. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so can you please... Okay, so, so right, all this stuff happens, okay? Like, she's all mad, and she doesn't really care about Cam and Jason. She's like, yeah, whatever. Me, 
And so then they're all like, I have an idea. Let's go to Nixon Falls. Sure. So that was like, okay. So one, I'm just like, well, what does this mean, right? We, mm-hmm. we already got the T's and Jacks. We saw how that went down. Now you're shoving these two here. What does that even mean? And are these the people we want discovering anything? Um, or is this just about maybe what it will do to Nina or what it'll push her to do perhaps? So, so now we're having these two teens being pushed to Nixon Falls. And then what is up with the mechanic? Okay. So I was shocked because the minute, and the thing is both of the girls looked at him in like the same way. (laughs) Oh, so I'm just wondering, okay, are they trying multiple layers of things right now to confuse us? Like you said, so yes, I definitely think it's going to affect Nina if she knows that they're there, but it's like, I'm going to take a breath because there's a lot of things going on in my mind, but I'm like, what if they both have a crush on this guy and they want to like come back to Nixon Falls every now and then to like see him or like they're trying to just kind of put all of these little breadcrumbs for us to be like, is she going to find out? Oh, is she going to fall in love with this guy? Is she going to have to go there? And then they're going to go on a date and they're going to go to the Tano. Like how did Trina find out about this cute place, the Tano? They drove by it. Oh, they drove by it. it. You're right. Because I was like, Instagram? No. (laughs) But, But you know what's really funny about that? is that I didn't know whether the Tano was going to be on the table or not. Because when they were talking about getting out of town and going mm-hmm. somewhere other than the tournament, Joss said something like, well, it's not like we're getting fake IDs and going to a bar. Right. Oh, my God. Right. Okay. So okay. when she said that, I'm like, well, the Tano's a bar. So what do you – I don't get it. So it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we're not that good at this. But like, <laughs> so <laughs> – so, so in that moment, I was just kind of like, what does that mean? I feel, I feel like I should stop talking. But you, <laughs> but you get it, right? So I'm like, yes. why make why make that bar reference? Why make that fake ID reference? <gasps> Interesting. Interesting. Okay, okay, what are you thinking? Because I'm thinking because, something, but what are you thinking? Because you brought up the guy. Because obviously the guy means something. But the point is, remember, the guy keeps calling her Dr. Robinson. Yes. So she may actually need a fake ID to, to date him because in case your date cards you as one does on a date. Okay, but what if Phyllis kicks her out of the Tano before she even gets to see Sunny because she's underage and they only accept like it's a bar bar, not like a family restaurant bar. And so what if Trina comes back with, in Port Charles, we have a place called Charlie's and it's a bar and a restaurant <laughs> and your bar Imagine. looks just like that. Because in Charlie's, there's a bar. <laughs> and and we can go that. there. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and see Sunny and be served food. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, now talking to you, yes, I think maybe it's a setup and maybe it's not obvious. Because I think initially you're like, is this all about Sunny? And, of course, that is a big component. The Tano would not exist without him. But <laughs> it's also, you know, possibly you're right. It's just sort of giving a reason to come back to the Tano down the line, you know, another avenue of how Sunny can be found again. And um, also perhaps maybe Nina will do something nutto, something crazy. <laughs> yes, I got it. The nuts. <laughs> no, don't say that. I was going to cut it out. Sorry, I, I, know, I, did, I didn't catch. I just thought you were like nutso, but you said nutto. Got it. <laughs> I know. That's what I I should leave it in. <laughs> I'll be so 
have it edited. I might as well. Okay. So I'm like, Nina may do something. Yeah, we don't know what. But she was already freaked out that Trina was there. She said, Trina's going to go to a fat food fast food, <laughs> a fast food restaurant and just come right back. Scurry, scurry, scurry. And I'm just like, could you not make things more obvious? <laughs> so awkward and weird. As am I. Okay, so, <laughs> so yeah, and like, did you notice? Okay, so one last thing about like the Tano world. So Sunny being more Sunny mm-hmm. in his random yelling, the the louder voice, and then Phyllis walking in like a. <laughs> this is what I I refer to it as being a mom boss, <laughs> because she was saying mob boss things, but she was also acting like their parents, and they were the kids demanding respect that's actually pretty funny <laughs> and and so then when she was talking to Sunny privately and was saying you know I think it's really important that we create an environment for, for Nina without shouting or aggression and I'm like I hear you but I'm like really shouting like what <laughs> I'm like I, know. I, I just got stuck on that like ooh shouting she's oh. on the other side of the bar he can't call her name loudly <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know Uh, so on a completely other note chase so the guy's looking sicker and sicker as i find monday's episode progresses yes and and as much as he was sick did i catch that willow compared him to her toddler a lot okay okay in that whole initial (laughs) conversation she like yeah (laughs) it's so bad now that you say it because yes she was talking about wiley a lot um and it's bad because Chase is always referenced, like his dad references him to be like a puppy and a bit of a kid. And you're right. It wasn't just talking about Wiley. There was comparisons being made between caring for Wiley and caring for Chase. Yep. <laughs> and this and this is me just taking a dig at Willow right now. So, you know, when he has the seizure, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you know that he's sick. It's a mystery illness. And all of a sudden he's demonstrating like delusions, right? He's saying things like, we're married. Mm-hmm. And right away, that's like, oh, I think that's a symptom, right? Like, I don't think that's just Chase being Chase. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, to me, I'm like, that's something you need to, like, call somebody. But she waits for him to actually seize before, right? like, you know, calling for help. In my head, I was like, it's more important for her to make the correction. No, 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 we're not married. I'm actually trying to break up with you than actually running and getting help. Which kind of freaks me out because isn't she on the fast track to being a nurse? I, the whole time I was trying to assess whether or not I thought nursing was for her. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then like not so you go from that to her conversation with Michael and she's telling Michael who's like, runs businesses who's thought to be fair you know and she says I just feel really guilty and he responds with well why do you feel guilty (laughs) because he thinks Chase thinks he's in a relationship Chase is convinced that you know they're gonna make it and she's the love of his life and you banged her and are about (laughs) to have a family together and he he won't have that but he brought him dinner (laughs) Yeah, so I was just like, when it comes to this whole Chase thing, I feel like, on what planet is Michael on when it comes to Chase? Like, basically, I find he's just one-track mind, and he really, really doesn't care, because now he's, like, so happy that he's getting what he wants, that I Mm -hmm. feel like he can't, like, he can't even factor in that Chase has emotions. 
no, not at all. He's just completely stuck in like this blind love situation and it's really bad. Yeah, that's how I also feel. And I noticed that when he was holding the bag of food, it looked heavy. I do mm-hmm. wonder what was in there. Like, was it <laughs> was it Kelly's for the BLTs? Was it from the Metro Corps? Anyways, I, I, aside from that whole thing, Elizabeth is thrown into the mix of all of this. Yes, I kind of love it. So what I was thinking, you know, when this was all going down was that, of course, she's, she's suspicious. Finn is saying stuff like, you've been poisoned. <laughs> and then and then walks it back a little bit to make it seem like, yeah, I mean, don't we all get a little poisoned? <laughs> Breaks into song, you know, whatever. <laughs> but the point is, Elizabeth notices all of this. And the thing is, it's like the closer she gets to what's going on with Chase's case, the closer she gets to Peter. And frankly, were you surprised that Finn held back when she found him in the lab? Yes. Like, I was surprised at a number of things. I was surprised at... Um, his anger towards her he did apologize right away just they're such close friends now I understand it's a life and death matter but here we have poor Elizabeth again that's in the dark about Chase in the dark about what Peter did that Jason didn't do and I feel bad I do feel bad I think it'd be great if she could be in the loop I mean today for the first time I actually heard a rationale that made sense Mm -hmm. as to why Jack's Sorry, Jason has an, ex- you know, when Britt says, well, why don't you just tell Cam who actually yeah. killed him? And I was like, yes, enlighten us. But with Jason, it's like, I'm not surprised that he wouldn't say, but his rationale made a lot of sense. And then I started to wonder, is that what everybody else is doing? Because I don't know if everybody else is being as thoughtful and as conscientious as Jason is about the fact that it was safer for Cameron to direct his anger toward Jason than it would be to direct anger toward Peter. I think Jason just sees things very differently and he doesn't mind being the punching bag if it's for the greater good. So, so then you're saying that you agree that all the other people that know and that aren't saying anything, like even Scott, when it comes to Cam, that, that it's not that reason. No, I kind of feel it's like a Jack's reason. Like he forgot that Wiley was connected to Nina. It's not like they forgot, but they're just like, they're so sucked into figuring out the situation and putting Peter behind bars. They're not thinking any steps above and beyond that. Okay, okay. And it was interesting to see Britt even be quite compassionate with Elizabeth today. I know. I love Britt so much. It's ridiculous. And, like, when she said, take the rest of the day off with pay, and mm-hmm. Elizabeth was a little grumpy about it, and I'm like, if that were me, you would have seen, like, I, I've already been gone. <laughs> yeah, it's just... I, she wouldn't even have been able to finish the sentence paid day. I would have been gone. So... <laughs> And it's just like right now we don't know what's going to happen when when it picks back up on Monday, but we're left with Elizabeth just staring at Cameron with all kinds of like pensive faces. But I wonder if she will answer his question because he says something like, you feel the way that I do, right? To Elizabeth, like you think that too. So I am interested to see how she is going to kind of handle that because regardless of how she feels or whatever, I can definitely see for her that as a mom, she's simply just worried about his mm-hmm. reaction to it, right? Whether Jason did it or didn't do it, the point is Cam's reaction to the whole thing is obviously very worrisome. Exactly. And he's not being his regular self. Like when he was half an hour late, what was it last week for his babysitting? Like he's not doing the things he normally does. So yes, I do agree. She has to tread lightly and be very careful 
with the words she chooses to express this, or maybe you just kind of keep rolling with it for the time being, just on a lighter level. Yeah, like I was concerned that Cam would somehow derail the plan in place. And also, I have to say that Elizabeth was really, really observant. And I was yes. kind of annoyed that Britt didn't pick up on that, yes. right? Noticing the different maintenance staff. And the fact that she even was hand-feeding it to Britt, saying, is this in somehow connection to Jason? Like, I, I was having a hard time because when Britt, like, I think it was like a day or two before or something, when one of the janitor guys were in Britt's office and she like winked at him. I'm like, does she think he's on Carly's side? Like, is she like putting together what's going on? I, I, well, I don't think she's putting together what's going on, but I think she's riding that high that she's finally doing the good thing for once. Mm. And she's riding on the high of her friendship with Jason. Like you saw the okay. smile on her face when she told Obrecht, you know, I'm, I'm doing something for Jason. Yeah. So I do think it's a bit of that. I think this is her trying to be like a better person and more considerate of her staff. That's how I took it. Okay. But before we walk away from the whole chase thing for a sec, I have to say like, what was with Anna? Like, let's remember, like chase is the brother of the guy she was going to marry, but Willow was the person who let's say may have married chase. If the world didn't happen the way that it did for her. Mm -hmm. But in that situation, it was just interesting because Willow is attempting to, let's say, comfort Anna. And Anna is pretty much saying to Willow, you know, you know, he might die. Like, you can't win them all. <laughs> and I was just like, what? Like, you have been the least helpful person just in general lately. Yeah, that whole conversation was just kind of odd. Like, them asking about each other's person and Willow being awkward and Anna really can't talk about anything that's going on but she's just sitting there crying oh my gosh and Anna not to mention showing up at Maxie's and I love watching Maxie annoyed by her yes. but her whole bit on like it's too dangerous I can't tell you here's everything I know <laughs> here's my phone and then the next scene Maxie's holding the, the actual text message and I'm like like yeah like, just show people, tell people what's going, like, you know what I mean? Like, you told Finn what happened, the world didn't end. You showed yes. Maxie the text message, the world didn't end. But also, why does she keep lying to herself about her spy strategies? That is legit her go-to strategy. Every time she's trying to do something in a covert manner, mm -hmm. she ends up cracking and being like, look, this is what's really going down. <laughs> Help me out. Like, that has literally been her strategy time and again. I mean, it had to be with Maxie. Like, how else would she have got her to let him in? Like, I didn't understand how she's going to do that. Right? I think it, exactly that. If you want to rebuild anything with Maxie, you're going to have to maybe do the opposite of what you were doing before, which was lying. Try to be honest this time. Be as transparent as you can be if you're trying to rebuild something with her. And I am just a little bit annoyed. I understand she's doing this to save Chase and she feels guilty, but I was really irritated at the way she was dismissive about Maxie and her feelings. Like, that is reasonable given what she's what she knows and what you have done. Yeah, I, yeah, and I had a hard time too that she left him alone in the apartment. Nobody knew that Peter and Maxie were alone in the apartment. She just like straight up left. Thank God Brooklyn showed up. Right, and even when she went to the cemetery, um, Robert was there to, yes. to, to 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 man things, right? To interfere in case anything happened with Peter. So it's like that's what I mean. Like, like look at that difference. Like typically. That is sort of the idea. Maxie's making sure that she's covered. And in that moment, because, you know, Anna blows in like a tornado, 
less precaution was taken. You know, it, I guess I'm just trying to highlight a little bit of the damage in Anna's wake, the damage mm-hmm. that maybe she's sort of refusing to see, kind of like the blunt things that Finn had told her before. Yes, yes. Because that's what I'm seeing. You know, like in that moment, the fact that she was dealing with something urgent kind of justified all of her actions and trumped whatever was going on with Maxi. And that's sort of been the pattern. I'm a spy. This is urgent. It justifies everything I'm doing. Yeah, it's absolutely right. And I don't know what's going to happen after this with Maxi and Anna's relationship. But I did like the way that Maxi kind of played her part and just kind of hung out in the kitchen for a while. <laughs> oh my gosh, I loved it. But also when you talk about a part to play in stuff. So remember last week, we're like, what part is Olivia going to play in this whole thing? Oh, yeah. And so what we come to find out is the part she plays is basically pushing Brooklyn to Maxi, as well as pushing Dante to Maxi Sam. <laughs> right? Know, she makes so hard. <laughs> she she makes a point of of telling Dante in a casual manner, "You're a broken person, and I really <laughs> think that you would be a good person to to reach out to Maxi." And I think that's the right thing to do because you are broken. You're, you're not. broken. Not only are you broken, you lost a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and Maxi has lost a lot. The two of you have literally nothing. Like nothing. <laughs> so, and, and, and again, remember, Dante has been coming. Like, I find like his portrayal of the character lately has been so from the lens of the audience. I find he's just been so like extra real and non soapy in his response to it all. Like, registering the fact that, like, um, sorry. <laughs> 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 exactly. What is it that you think of me? <laughs> I found all of that really funny. I mean, of course, the back and forth between Olivia and um, Brooklyn is always entertaining, but it was quite interesting the way that Dante intervened and called Olivia out. I was so shocked, but it needed to be said. Yeah, a little shocked at that because it was a lot of judgment being thrown at Brooklyn. And I do feel for her. Like, I get it. Obviously, that's the point. Her behavior is odd because she's not actually pregnant. But at the same time, I think give the girl a chance and let's see what happens when the baby's born before we continue, you know, harassing her. Well, especially she brought up Leo. And I was so glad that she did because Olivia only trusted her to do that. Exactly. And the baby was fine. Leo was fine. So Brooklyn then takes her plan to Maxie. And Maxie actually believes that Brooklyn was just a weirdo showing up to show Oh my god. Oh my god. I was laughing so hard. (laughs) Because her face, I couldn't read Maxie's face initially until like after the commercial break. But I'm like, does she not get it? (laughs) What's happening right now? Right? I was just like, do you not see this? So it took a minute, but, you know, at least Brooklyn was then able to, like, squish the babies. But I just think that... <laughs> Sorry, squish the belly. Got it, got it. <laughs> <Not babies. laughs> so, so at this point, I just felt like perhaps Brooklyn needs to do a better job of selling this, right? Because she's mm-hmm. selling Valentine, which I thought was an interesting selling point, you know? That, yes. val- like, the baby would be safest with Valentine and he has the means to protect the baby and it's true right you know it's not just about having the resources and the money valentine has that brain that no one else ha- seems to have on Gosh, the show right? or in port charles so there was that but i felt that i felt that brooklyn might stop maybe talking about the shares 
a bit right? and, and maybe just amp up certain things like this. Like this will give you a chance to keep your baby in your life. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the whole point is they could fake besties, which I don't think they'll fake it. I think they'll develop a real bond. But the Me whole too. point is, you know, you can fake a friendship and be around the baby a lot. Well, what kind of convinced me of that is when she said, you know, put all of this stuff aside. What would Lulu say to you if she was here right now? So that's what convinced me that this is going to work and that they will eventually be good friends. It's true because I was worried this was going to be a no. And I'm like, this is stupid because I feel like this is your only option <laughs> because it's been written this way. And so I was a little <laughs> bit weirded out by the fact that Maxie was so rejecting of the idea because I'm like, it's perfect. Kind of like Brooklyn. I walked into this being like, this is perfect. Give me your baby. Problem solved. <laughs> and, but going back to Lulu, perhaps I feel slightly bad, but may I throw shade at the girl in a coma for a second? <laughs> So, so when Maxie tries to like tell Brooklyn, like, yes, I was selfish, but things change when you become a parent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was like, (laughs) except for Lulu. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, 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 but like, this is what I was thinking though, because saying that to Brooklyn, this whole idea that like she hasn't grown or that, you know, she doesn't have that giant perspective shift, right? Where about the world being bigger than just herself. And what I thought was interesting is that, you know, Brooklyn is going to gain all the growth of a parent without the permanent commitment. Yeah. And like, okay, I know everybody keeps calling Brooklyn selfish too. And I think that she's proved, she proves it that she falters, that she does think of other people and she is very aware of the people around her. And she, she is. just dumped to decisions, jump to decisions, sorry. And I think, yeah, exactly that. With this baby, it's just going to like push her over the edge. And I think it's just going to make her that better person and envision, I think I even said it last week, like envision a life for herself and be a person that she needs to be. Like it's already there. It's just going to push it ahead more. Yeah, I know it's sad because I think you're you're right. You know what I mean? Like she came to visit Mike. She visits people. She checks in with people yeah. when they're not okay, right? We see her doing that a lot, but for some reason, people still see her as selfish. And perhaps it's exactly like what you said. You know, she jumps and makes these impulsive decisions, and maybe that kind of washes away all the other parts of her that people don't pay close attention to. And what's sad is that that whole experience, yes, it'll be internal growth for Brooklyn, but it's almost like it's 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 kind of like a show that finally other people will see what we see or see what's actually been there all along so I find that part a little sad but this is what kind of freaks me out okay Mm -hmm. is that she um kind of says to Brooklyn nothing better go wrong Mm -hmm. but my concern is it's not that things are going to go wrong is that things will be right you know Brooklyn will actually do a good job and the problem is going to be her baby falling in love with the baby yes 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 right I can totally see that the baby falling falling for Brooklyn Yes, and just falling in love with the role, right? Yeah. And and because her life will change dramatically. And so, yeah, so I feel like I'm really excited about the baby switch because this is a baby switch where there's awareness, right? Yes. So the only secret is to the bad guy. So I can live with that and that could be entertaining for me because I want to see how this plays out because it's going to get very messy emotionally because with the baby gone, you know, Maxie will mourn, but there's distance, right? What happens when Maxie's baby is so close, but she just can't have her? How will that work out? You know, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with the relationship between Maxie and Brooklyn. Will this bond them? Will it cause strife because of the love they have for the baby? Can they come together? Will it split them apart? Like, I'm really curious to see the journey between Maxie and Brooklyn. And then I just keep thinking to myself, like, 
this will definitely bond them to a certain capacity. We don't know where that will go. But if you think about Lulu, like she will be so shook when she wakes up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Dante being in a completely different place with who knows who at this point, And Maxie having a bestie in Brooklyn. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what I'm thinking right now, just because you're, like, in this topsy-turvy world of what's yeah. going to happen, I kind of see, because you know how Dante has mentioned a couple of times how much he loves babies? And he goes to the house. The quarter maids often. He's kind of, like, lives there but doesn't. Hmm. Then you have Brooklyn. Then you have Maxie that can have the excuse of visiting Dante or a forged friendship with Brooklyn, but I kind of see the three of them in this weird kind of parenting woes situation. Huh. Which would be kind of cute. It might be interesting because Dante might be that consistent figure in that baby's life to transition yeah. the baby back to Maxie maybe later oh, on. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Because fact, you're right. Okay. Like, Dante is definitely, like, I could definitely see that, right? There's a there's a pull to the Quartermain house. Like, yes. Maxie has reason to be there, right? There is Brooklyn. Like I said, you forge a relationship with her. There's definitely Dante, like Sam. Like, all those people are getting, you know, they have reasons to be pulled to the Quartermain house. It's interesting. Yeah, I definitely can't wait to see how it's going to play out. So about Cyrus, in his conversation with Laura, when she asked the question, what else is there? Inevitably, he says, you. Okay? And in mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. moment... I started to feel a certain way about it. Because remember, when Cyrus first came on the scene, it really felt like the only options to survive was you need to kill Cyrus, right? Yes. That's how it feels. Like, this is a villain we have to get rid of. And over time, we've learned that they kept him on a lot longer than they had planned. Mm -hmm. Right? He was supposed to do a short contract. So now Cyrus is just here. And so part of me feels like perhaps he can't die. And in that moment, I felt like the fact that he said, I want a relationship with you. And they made the point of giving him, giving him such a backstory. I feel like they're paving the road to redemption for Cyrus, you know, humanizing him and, and kind of making him a stable villain. <laughs> and, not, <laughs> and not like you need to die. And that's the only out. <laughs> Okay, like, when you say it like that, I can see where you're coming from. I'm sorry. (laughs) But, okay, so the thing is, though, like, I'm listening to you take everything that we've learned about him so far. He keeps emphasizing family, family. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's called Ava, his niece-in-law. I loved it. I'm like, she's got an uncle. (laughs) (laughs) But Laura physically jumped again. Did you notice when they were talking? It just, and it scares me when Laura is shook. It freaking shakes me 10 times more. So I can see where you're going. Like, Like they're bringing it so high that we can't really see it. But it's there. It's there. They're definitely doing something to make him stay. Like, that's what it feels like. Especially that he's trying. He wants to go to family dinners. Oh, dear Lord. Mm -hmm. But, But at the same time, I just felt like I was also thinking... He clearly has no idea how to make himself appealing, right? No. Because he has a conversation <laughs> saying, I want to have a relationship with you. But then he gets all threatening and leaves. And also when Laura jumps, yeah, it's like that conveys scared. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, but at the same time, I'm all like, what are you doing? Like, it, it's like, <laughs> so it's like, yes, it, it's meant to be like, he's scary, but it also confuses me because I'm like, where are you at, Laura? Where are you at? <laughs> like with all of this. 
Like, because you know what I mean? Like, when I think about the Laura who went toe-to-toe with him in the prison, you know what I mean? I find she wavers back and forth. One minute she's comforting him. She's indulging conversation. Sometimes she's jumping. Other times she's screaming. So for me, I'm just sort of wondering what exactly does, what is this? I don't think she knows either. Like, she, like, we see a side of him. Apparently there's another side he keeps claiming. I haven't seen it yet. (laughs) And Laura is a positive person and maybe she's holding on to some hope that there is good. And everybody keeps saying, I mean, even freaking Martin said it last week, maybe you'll bring the good out in him. And when Martin said it, that kind of freaks me out because that's what Cyrus has been saying. Like, you'll be a positive influence. I mean, like, whatever, you'll just say anything to have her around. Yes, but But it's weird. when Martin said it and Laura's, you know, using that family connection and Ava's going to have her there. Like, it's all very weird. But I do think it's one thing when someone says, hey, I think you'll be a good influence, you know, on that individual, right? But I think it's really weird when someone says, I think you'll be a good influence on me. Because I think that (laughs) says something totally different. That's saying, like, you'll fix me and I don't have to do anything. Yeah, right. totally weird. Absolutely. God, absolutely. So I find it, it's super weird. Obviously, he's creepy and he just, he does it so, so well. No, I totally agree with the creepiness. Just, I know we already covered it, but just the way that he physically picked up that frame and was looking at her and you knew what was coming. You knew what he was thinking. He's just so good at the creepy. I don't really know how they're going to soften him. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I think they're going to, I think they're going to achieve it. I really, I I really Mm -hmm. do. I'm really starting to think that they're going to pave that way where, like, look at Obrecht, right? Yes. So I think he might be one of those characters that they will work to redeem so that he can be on the canvas, right? Um, And yeah, it was really scary to me when he picked up Avery's pictures. I was like, oh, no. Um, So something you said, is it you that said it? Sometimes I don't know you, me, but uh, co-ed prison, meetup, Sean and Alexis. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious that they actually took the time to explain how he got into their (laughs) side of the jail. I thought it was so funny that they took the time to explain that. Um, It was really cool to see them together again, to see them in a scene. Honestly, like, okay, so when the whole, like, potential of going to jail happened for Alexis, I have to admit, like, a lot of the times when stuff like this happens, I feel like because of the past, if somebody's in jail, it means they're off the canvas or off the show or they don't have much of a role. Yes. And so for me, I guess that's where I was focusing on. I was just really more focused on, well, what does this actually mean? And they, they started the story really amazingly, her transition into jail. It was so well t- uh, done last week. And now that I'm seeing her, it's like, oh, okay. So like her story is not ending. Her being in jail doesn't cut her out of the show as it's done in the past. How Well, exactly what it's done to Sean for I don't know how many years. <laughs> So, like, now I'm kind of in it, right? They're really giving Alexis this whole sunny experience, if you will. They're giving her yes. a little a little bit of the Tano. So that's kind of interesting. So I am kind of in it. And I guess I am being surprised about where this jail story is going. Like, I, like to me, I guess I'm kind of surprised where I'm like, wow, like, okay, we're, we might actually get to see Alexis's journey. And it looks like there's some story here. Which I think is amazing. So we get like yeah. three shows for the price of one right now. So we have all these Pretty awesome much. <laughs> Pretty much. And what I thought was really funny is, you know, you know, realizing their in-laws. So yes. like when they when they are able to say things like who knew that when they met that they would go the distance. And it's crazy because it's like I watched when Molly and TJ got together and something significant 
when Sean kind of said something like, I thought you forgot, like about the fact that they had dated. And then she said something like, you're hard to forget. And I was like, that might have been worth remembering during your stalker Julian phase. Like, (laughs) there are other men out there. I totally agree. But I love that they (laughs) recapped everything for us. And I mean, who's to say if there's going to be a romance between them or not, which I would love to see. But I like that she has somebody else there, a voice of reason for her. No, I, I, I love it. When you said recap. I mm-hmm. loved how they brought that full circle. She references the reason they broke up because you couldn't break ties with Sunny and it got you here. I couldn't break ties with alcohol and it got me here. And then mm-hmm. he made reference to studying business because that would have sort of been what she wanted, right? Back then. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. So I really want to see kind of how that unfolds between the two of them. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm glad that it was just, it wasn't sort of like this one time thing. Where Sean played this role in Carly's plan and that was that. Yeah, I would have been super disappointed. Right. Okay. So speaking of like, I guess, the undertones of Cyrus, you know, because they reference a little bit of that in the prison. Um, so Brit, okay, uh, due to the whole plan, alerted Obrecht that she might be in danger. Yes. Okay, I found that hilarious because me too, I kind of would want to see that because I feel like yeah, I think maybe Obrecht could take you on, no problem. Right, I totally agree. Oh, man. So just about, like, Brit's conversation with um with Obrecht. Did I say Obrecht already? Yes. Okay. So just about Obrecht's conversation with, with uh, Brit. So when she goes there to find out why she's in danger and stuff, she says some really funny things when she finds out about Jason. When, first of all, her instinct is pack your bags, we're leaving the country. The moment Brit says she's doing a favor for Jason. Then she says he's hazardous under any condition. Yes. (laughs) And then she says you won't get a medal for surviving him. Oh, my God. She's amazing. She has the best lines. It was really, really crazy to hear her put it that way. It was really funny. It was really funny for her to like cut to the chase when it comes to to Jason. So can't help but have to go to Carly and Britt, okay? Yes. So I'm just annoyed, I guess for the same reasons with, you know, Ava, wishing Carly could be a little bit more open to Britt. Like when Britt was making jokes with her, like of course they they united in the end and I love that, but I kind of was annoyed that Carly didn't laugh at her Liesel joke. Because I think it was a legitimate joke. Right? Come on now. I feel like Carly knows Liesl enough to know that that would be an interesting matchup. Obrecht versus Cyrus. I agree. Like, sometimes it's really hard. Like, I know the whole point is they're trying to show her all wound up and everything. But in these circumstances, it's it's hard to always be on her side. So what I thought was really funny is, you know... Carly and Jason are huddled together before Britt is even in the room and she's like you have to do this and she's all sad and she's like really close to him and he's like Carly I would do anything for you five seconds later Britt comes into the room Britt cannot be involved in this plan you cannot ask me to involve Britt in this plan I am not doing everything for you it's like I will do anything for you except for endanger Britt (laughs) wow okay so we're back here again Um, (laughs) um, so I did not see it that way. I really didn't. I I don't see it that way. Like, I really felt like that was true. Like, I would do anything for you because he did agree to this plan. Yes. And I find it really interesting is that he got upset with her for kidnapping an old lady. But look how it worked out in the end. True. 
right? So it's really interesting that it's like, no, I want to go back to jail. I don't want to go to the safe house. But then he's allowing her to make these decisions. Yes. And I know we talked about it before, you know, the whole debate about Carly, Jason, and Britt. And, okay, so there was part of me that was, that was really staring at that, that shift in that serious moment when Jason says, I would do anything for you. And I really, part of me, oh, I hate even saying it, was like, was that a friendship thing? Right. Okay. But I, but then I disagreed with myself. Okay. <laughs> so this, <laughs> this is also what's happening is that at the end of the day, no matter how you paint it, you know, Brit is on the out, right? There's still a connection, but Carly is still the one standing beside him. And yes. I know that people reference their friendship and call it a friendship. And of course they have a friendship, but at the same time, it's like, what on earth would need to happen? So there's a practical point that I have. A lot would need to change to set the stage for how it would be possible for Carly and Jason to be together. And I find the circumstances are changing. I'm not going to lie. I need some more, though, right? We need some more mm-hmm. chemistry. We meet, need some more situations. Nothing like a safe house where they're alone and in danger. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. I'm thinking, is Britt also going to go to the yes! safe house? Oh because God, that, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, other stuff that I'm thinking, okay, because I am going back and forth. I am legitimately considering, you know, the possibility of just friendship with Carly and Jason. But then I think this, we all say this, you know, Carly comes first. And look how serious and deeply meaningful that is to Jason. It's legitimately true. He would do anything for her and she comes first. But how are you supposed to have a relationship with any other human if Carly is your number one? And yep. And it's not that Carly is forcing this. It's, a, it's similar to the whole Michael Carly situation where everyone's like, Carly's running the show, Carly's running the show. No, Michael is. When Carly is front and center, it's because Michael is letting her do things he doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And, w- and when Carly is taking space in Jason's life, it's not because Carly is forcing herself. It's because Jason is letting her. Jason is leaving this space there for Carly. And I'm just going to say, all out of friendship. Oh, I don't know. And then there's the scenes where, you know, Britt is there alone with him and she's like, two things come to mind when she's in that room alone with him and she's telling him about like her family and she's kind of flirting a little bit, but doesn't really remember how to flirt. And he's just looking at her and he's not just stone cold staring at her. He looks almost warm and he wants to yeah. hear what she has to say. He wants to learn more, but he doesn't want to ask any questions. But what keeps kind of nagging in the back of my head is, Yes, she'll be in danger, or are they going to kill her off? She keeps talking about, you know, know. living a certain way, and you don't, you know, something about, like, time, and just all of these really kind of cryptic things. So it's like, are we learning about the relationship because we're going to lose somebody in this, which will potentially bring Jason and Carly together, like, bring them closer? Or is it to forge a relationship ahead with Jason? I don't know. That's legit what I'm questioning right like I don't know but 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 no no no. but when it comes to Brit yes I also question her storyline too I am terrified like oh this is interesting maybe we're we're meant to feel what Brit is feeling right because from what we've seen Brit hasn't had a solid doctor's appointment she's trying to get a doctor's appointment and so Mm -hmm. Brit is in this place where her hand is shaking I think she might have the gene and so she is just sort of like terrified she doesn't know what's next and she's assuming the worst and she's assuming a certain outcome for herself 
And we can't help but do the same because we are also in the dark. So I also Ooh. wonder if it's an experiential thing. Well, we're sort of in Brit's place also when we're watching it. But I do wonder, is this about what she thinks or is this the reality? And I am not sure in terms of like the fact that she thinks her death is imminent or coming. I don't know if that is her or actual fact. Ooh, I like that. It brings a lot of depth to this. But at the same time, we know that Jason has bonded with somebody in the past with an illness, right? That he has that tendency to care for someone else. Yes, he sure does. So this is why, like, I'm so uncertain of where this is going to go, especially when I started to think about the role that he has allowed Carly to play in his life. While he's had a romantic relationship with Sam for a very long time and had kids with her, at the end of the day, she did not come first. Terrible. Terrible. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah. So I don't know. Like, maybe we'll get a bit of both. But I am just all I, for now, because there's so much we don't know, um, so much that I'm so unsure about based on what they're showing. I feel like they're giving hints at 20 different things. Like, I feel it's the whole Dante thing, right? Yes. <laughs> Where they're throwing us Sam and they're throwing us a potential for Maxi. They're throwing us an immediate thing and a down the line thing. You read my mind. Exactly. So, yeah, it's tough. And, and also keep in mind that the Dante thing, right, and the Jason Carly thing, like all of these, like, confusing, unknown romantic situations are all a result of someone being removed from the canvas. So Dante's exploration of the potential of Sam or Maxie comes from Lulu not being present. And yes. the potential for, like, Carly and Jason comes from Sunny not being present. Mm-hmm. So, so there's some interesting things happening there. But... Regardless of the unknowns, I am just very excited for Jason in a safe house. I know. So many sexy things come when you're, like, (laughs) hiding out. In the end, I'm just kind of happy that Carly was able to work with Britt. I thought it was even cool just to see her name on the caller ID when she was in a room with Ava and Laura. Like, I like the way that Carly's life has expanded in Sunny's absence. I did, and I just love the way Britt was so giddy and happy to say her little, like, code phrase. That's why I think, you know, with the, with the like staff, like, you know, with the, when she was being polite to the new guy, I think it was out of that giddiness of being a part of something and for the first time being on the right side, as she put it. Okay. I can see it that way too. Okay. I think we have wrapped everything up with a pretty little bow for now. That is anything you want to highlight or extra favorite lines. Okay. So, um, highlighting stars go to Ava for sure but also Obrecht and Scott yes okay love and like especially Obrecht because I basically ran off a bunch of her lines earlier I loved all her lines um to Brit I love their little foreplay of when she gets a little turned on watching Scott um go at Peter I thought that was freaking hilarious Um, and yeah, I guess my favorite line, okay, in addition to what um, Obrecht had said, I just loved, you know, the whole Ava saying, I'm here to offer help. I think that was like a lot of my favorite stuff. I agree with everything you have to say. There's so little to add to that. Okay, so I also love, which I thought was interesting, that, you know, when Laura pulled Scott aside and like, just kind of mm-hmm. got a, a temperature on what was going on between him and Obrick. And then she was so polite to Obrick after, which I didn't expect yeah. there to be anything else. And Obrick just being like, 
oh, I'd like to get to know Laura. Like everybody wants, like Laura is like the staple good person who did adventurous things, but she's just like this awesome person. Cause like Eva felt that same way about Laura, that being friends it's with true. Laura is a sense of acceptance. And so wow. we see Ulrich, you know, crossing that line where she's in, you know, a relationship. She really likes Scott. She has a relationship with Brit. She's doing something for the greater good. And she potentially is going to have a friendship with Laura. It's so funny how you just said that, that like Laura is, is somehow the symbol of goodness and redemption, right? For Cyrus, mm. for Ava, and for Obrecht, right? It's almost like, oh, it's almost like reaching the finish line, right? <laughs> Obrecht has been decent for a long time, still judge. You know, when she talked, she made that reference of t- removing Anna's halo. Like, will people finally see her for what she is? She isn't exactly all good either, as I am not all bad. And it's funny how you paint that because I could see Laura as sort of that finishing that finish line. And I did appreciate and like the fact that Laura in the end, while shocked at them together, was still super respectful um, to Liesel. Exactly. So that was kind of my favorites, like above and beyond all the other things we spoke about. And I did kind of all of my favorite lines was from Ava and Obrick, but there was one that Britt and uh, when Carly and Britt were standing beside each other and they're basically having a conversation like Jason's on in the room, but he's trying to Oh my God, that was amazing. Right? And Britt is like, excuse you, this is between Carly and me. I was like, you go. I loved when she said that. Like, I really loved it. And I mean, they are really running with this. Like, I think the women of Port Charles are really going to run everything, essentially. And handle Cyrus. I love watching a lot of them come together and work together. It's just been so amazing to see. I totally agree. I love it. Oh, my God. I'm so looking forward to Monday. It's crazy. Me, too. I'm so excited to see where all of this goes. Woo-woo. Well, folks, that's a wrap. And everybody have a super awesome weekend. Bye. Bye.